This is From Paint to Purpose, a podcast by FCP Services, where we believe people drive growth. Exploring topics related to company culture, leadership, and construction industry insights. Now your host, John Barsness. Welcome everybody to the uh, this episode of From Paint to Purpose, a podcast sponsored by FCP Services. Uh, I'm your host, John Barsness, and today we've got uh, our Chief Operating Officer at FCP Services, Robert Lacusa, with us. Uh, Robert, why don't you go ahead and share a little bit about uh, who you are uh, and your journey with uh, with FCP Services? Yes. Thanks, John, for the introduction. And I guess would uh, like to just share, I guess, my journey where I started here at FCP Services and just started out working in the field uh, in the summers when I was going to high school. And so here locally in the Minnesota market, uh, we did a lot of the the painting on multi-housing, so the apartments and townhomes, and just kind of started doing um, all aspects of the of the projects from uh, prepping the buildings, scraping, um, learning how to uh, just mask things off, and uh, and started to uh, just learn uh, every every detail from from the ground up on on how you run a successful project uh, and and operate it all. Um, different pieces of that. And once I graduated from uh, high school at that point, the the company was going uh, national and uh, had an opportunity to go out and and work. Uh, We were working with Lowe's um, at that point and uh, working uh, largely across the whole country. So I traveled um, as a painter uh, for a year and then ran a crew as a foreman for a year. And then uh, at that point, had the opportunity to come and start working um, in the office and uh, learning the management side of the business. So, for me, the the journey has been very rewarding. Um, I've learned a lot along the way and had uh, the opportunity to work with a lot of great people that have uh, supported supported me, and and we want to continue to uh, give that same um, that same journey as as everybody comes in and joins the FCP team. So when you moved from uh, the field to the to the office, how many crews did we have at that point in time? Um, at that point, uh, we had uh, two two national crews, and we're just looking to uh, add a third uh, third crew um, to the team. And so did you have all of those uh, foremen reporting to you at that point? Yep. So I guess as uh, at, at that point where we were starting as a as an organization, uh, we had no formal structure. Uh, it was really um, starting uh, with with James and Chip, the founder, um, and I was kind of the first uh, addition to the office to uh, to bring in to help and assist the the teams in the field um, how to manage um, you know projects and just was really there just to help them be successful. So um, they they reported into me, and uh, that was kind of the initial. Um, process that we, the, the company was evolving to at that point. And so when you, uh, 
in your org- time with the organization, which is now over uh, 16 years plus uh, with the organization, you've taken on a lot of different roles. You've taken on a lot of different experiences. Um, talk to us a little bit about maybe that progression from uh, managing all the operations to the organization to when you got into doing some of the uh, business development uh, and and what that was like and, and kind of when... Um, when that, that progression started for you and, and how you were able to take on those opportunities. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think for myself, you know, looking back at it, um, I think really the, the spirit of how the company was founded um, to have, uh, you know, great people be a part of something larger than themselves and have those unlimited opportunities. I think Chip really ingrained that in and, and was willing to give people, um, if they so choose, um, those opportunities to step up and, and learn. And uh, I, I remember Chip um, coming into the office um, and just and, and telling me, if you make a mistake, that's okay. Um, I'll support you. Um, just learn from it and don't make it again. And so for me, that was an important lesson. Um, I think that still rings true today in, in all those things. So for me, it gives you that confidence to say, hey, let's, let's move forward. Um, let's grow into those new areas and be confident that, you know, we might not know the answer today, but we're going to learn it. Uh, we're going to make mistakes. Others are going to make, make mistakes, but we're going to support each other through those and, and learn um, by going through those experiences. And we're all going to be better uh, because of it. So for me, as, I, as I've gone through these different positions um, and growing into those, into those areas, I think having that confidence. Um, and that spirit in the business saying, hey, let's, how do we become better? How do we become the best person that we can be uh, and keep, keep taking those next steps? So in those early years, uh, what was it like to be uh, in, in the organization, uh, having your hands in just about every aspect of the, of the business? And as we continue to rapidly grow, what were, those, what, what were some of those experiences like? I would say overwhelming and uh very stressful so i think when everything's coming at you at once uh i think you can just feel the weight of the uh, of the pressure and uh everything's dependent on you so if you um i think for me as as i've thought through it is um when others are depending on you to be successful that really uh it adds pressure but really gives you that motivation to be um, p- giving you all the, or putting in all the effort um, into those things to make sure that you're successful no matter what you know no matter what it is so I think um, you know trying to keep keep the priorities in front of you and don't get lost uh, uh, in in what you're trying to accomplish um, is important so uh, just making sure as 50 things are coming at you what's the most important thing that you need to get done and focus on your priorities and work through it, um, you know, from the most important things down to uh, um, things as time allows, so. 
That's a great segue into sort of your new role in the organization over the last couple of years as being the, uh, the, in our world, we call it the integrator, but it's kind of the chief operating officer of the organization. Uh, and you're working directly with, uh, with James uh, as a CEO, and he's got the, the, you know, probably 10,000 ideas just about every day about where he wants to go with the organization. So how do you manage, uh, to keep the, the main thing, the main thing, uh, as you're helping to spearhead the organization and, and uh, take us through some of the, the growth period. Yeah, so the, I, think, I think connecting um, constantly with James and discussing those ideas uh, just to really understand what, what is he trying to, um, what is he envisioning? Where is he trying to take the business? Um, I think first and foremost, I need to be able to understand that and, uh, and really uh, make sure that in my head, I can, I can, uh, I can see that vision. And, uh, and as we're just having those discussions, those, those opportunities to, uh, and plans begin to form, um, on how we can, uh, get the rest of the team on board to, to see the same thing. And I think as we're going through and vetting those opportunities is, um, I think just asking the questions constantly, you know, where, where are we going? What are we trying to accomplish? What are the goals that we have in front of us right now? Um, who are the who are the the team members we have on board that can help support this, and and trying to um, make sure that we're vetting these the the next future opportunities for the business out, while at the same time uh, making sure we're keeping those uh, twenty ideas and and getting it down to one or two um, that are that are going to help the business evolve to the next chapter and to also support our existing plan um, that we're operating to today. So I think a key part on there is as we're uh, sorting through all those different things is, is being able to get um, those brought together in a, uh, a simple way so that we can have a, a concrete, a good plan to roll out with everybody and everybody uh, can understand it and see how they connect with that plan. So one of your primary roles is uh, customer facing, uh, whether that is um, doing business development or ensuring that whatever projects we've taken on from a business perspective, we can execute to a high level. I know with working with you, one of your passions is to make sure that the client experience uh, is always as positive as possible. Where does that come from for you? Yeah, so I guess for myself, um, as I've worked through probably some of the different, uh, you know, positions and um, I guess for me personally, just no matter what I do, um, I always strive to to do the best that I possibly can. And I think um, there's a there's a quote um, to do the best that you can within the time allotted. And so I, I guess I take a lot of pride and I'm very passionate about what I do. So whether I was painting in the field or if I'm in the office or um, operating the business, um, I take a lot of pride in, in what we stand for as a business, um, the work that we do and the service we deliver to the, to the client. So I feel um, that from my side, I have to give it uh, the best that I possibly can. And I would uh, say that that's uh, integrated into our culture. And, and I think a lot of uh, you know, people on the team feel the same way that they wanna do the best that they can to deliver uh, the best uh, service 
experience and project um, to our clients. Before we get into sort of that topic around our culture, uh, talk to us a little bit about um, why FCP is different. You know, there's a lot of general contractors uh, out there, uh, especially nationally. We compete against a lot of different uh, sized companies. Um, so why are we different? What's the, what do we stand? Why do we stand out? Yeah, so I, I think I think it does actually root back to us uh, from where we've started and and where we are today um, as a values based organization. I think I think going back to our core values on who we are uh, with people driving growth um, that shows up and resonates um, with our clients and and with uh, the people out there. So I think as how we are um, as people and how we treat each other, how we think of our clients um, and, and our crews and our field teams are showing up and, and dealing with the stores and their teams or um, their clientele, how we treat people um, and how on, a, on a, uh, a drive aspect, I think we always wanna go above and beyond and how we're solving problems, innovating, um, trying to figure out new ideas um, from a growth standpoint, we always want to be better. So I think not just showing up and um, looking at it from the perspective that we're just going to do a project, try make some money and move on. I just think we have a deeper purpose on how we're approaching things um, and the values that uh, everybody's living out just shows up in that experience that, that customers get. So you've talked about uh, the the three core values that we have as an organization around people, drive, and growth. When you think about your role today in the organization and, and really being, uh, the especially from an internal perspective, the voice of the organization and helping to take that vision that James has and, and helping everybody to understand it, how do you incorporate the, the core values into what you do on a daily basis, the conversations that you have, and the tone that you set for the organization on an execution standpoint? Yeah, so I think in uh, making sure we have those um, embodied in just our conversations, if we're having weekly one-on-ones with all of our direct reports or just conversations throughout the organizations, um, in our meetings, um, really in everything that we're doing, I think that just has to be the priority. We have to come from that standpoint, um, from you know thinking through and, and reflecting on how we're showing up personally. I know that's that's one thing um, that that I've have been doing a lot um, and continuously do is just to try to step back and say, hey, am I am I living these out to the best of my ability and making sure that we're um, you know through our conversations with others that we're uh, continuously messaging that out and just trying to live those out the best that we possibly can. So I think that's one difference that I guess I can see between other organizations is uh, it's actually really hard work to be a values-based organization and it's not always easy, um, but we're determined to, uh, to do that the best that we possibly can. And uh, we just don't want to have those on the wall and, and not, uh, and, and just have them there for, for a plaque on the wall and it looks good. But you know, for us, it's, it's really about living those out and, and it starts, um, it starts with us. So it starts with me and, um, I have to show up and live those out. And then I have to, uh, uh, as I'm communicating and, and everything that I'm doing throughout the organization has to embody that. Uh, when you think about, uh, the growth that the organization has had in, in the time that you've been with the organization, um, 
what are some things that, what lessons have you learned, uh, along the way, uh, in that, that have stood out to you, uh, through those growth. And, and so for those others, uh, that are out there listening, who might be aspiring to, uh, take on a, a similar role to you, whether it's in a, in, in a, in our industry or not, uh, what are some of the lessons that you would, you would want them to know that you've learned along the way? Yeah. One, um, one thing I think is is to as we've evolved and grown as a company, uh, just the complexity of things as you add more people um, uh, to the team, uh, and you really have to have a, a system in place to be able to operate, understand where you're going, how you're operating, and I think just from our journey, uh, starting out when there's just a couple people, it's easy to connect. It's easy for everyone to be on the same page. And uh, communication um, at that point, it's still big, but it's just not as critical. So as you add more people and the complexity of the business just goes up exponentially. So I think having a, um, we use EOS, um, and I think just having a, an operating model to uh, have your systems and processes and structure in place um, helps you allow to uh, have clear communication, clear expectations. Everybody understands where you're going, how you're going to get there, and how they're connected to that. And I think having a system uh, in place for that um, is absolutely critical. And I would say another um, thing that I have learned is that uh, we have to continuously uh, challenge each other. We have to help each other get better and learn. Um, I know just having outside support um, as as a member of Vistage and, and other things that that us as leaders, we have to constantly be looking at ways and how do we become better um, so that we can help uh, serve our teams and, and serve the organization uh, to the best of our abilities. When you talk about the systems in, in place, and obviously as the organization has grown, what are some of the big initiatives that you're you're looking at now uh, to to help the organization uh, kind of continue to keep us as simple as possible, even though the business continues to grow and and uh, uh, the work that we do gets more complex? Yeah, so I, I think just initiative wise, um, I think making sure uh, just on the core values side, um, that's just in, embedded in everything that we're doing. For me, that's just a top priority, just from a culture standpoint. Um, and I think on a communication standpoint, uh, that as, as I said, the complexity gets um, bigger. So I think following that system, uh, making sure that the conversations are happening one-on-one um, -on -one properly across the organization, we have our weekly meetings, just having a structure to how the communication can flow so everyone can get the information they need when they need it. So I think making sure uh, everyone is informed um, about what's going on, what direction we're going, um, what the goals are and, and how we're going to get there and just keeping that communication and, uh, things in place. Uh, another initiative, I guess that, um, I would like to continue moving forward is just for everyone to constantly be asking the questions about, you know, how do we get better? How do we embrace technology? How can we innovate and, and trying to, um, use technology to make our jobs um, more consistent, simpler, and, and eliminate some of the, uh, I guess, manual work that uh, 
some people have to do in, in some of those areas so we can get better and uh, have better results in um, what we do. In our industry, technology sometimes is a double-edged sword, right? We need it, but at the same time, a lot of people are hesitant to embrace it. From an industry standpoint, how have you seen technology uh, change the way we go about uh, setting up projects uh, to executing those projects? Yeah, so I, I would say back, uh, if I just look back just for myself, when I was out um, you know, working in the field, um, just even having the, just how cell phones have evolved, having, uh, you know, just the email, um, file sharing, things in the cloud, uh, us having uh, platforms, we use uh, smart sheets, uh, there's tools like uh, Procore and things like that, that can um, just organize a lot of data into one spot and have one, have a central location um, in some of these platforms for people to be able to uh, communicate and get the information they need. So I think one thing that's really, um, as we've, uh, I guess, from my standpoint, as we've leveraged that technology and, and uh, it's helped us be uh, way more efficient. And I think in today's world, um, from what we have seen, if you're not embracing that technology and you're not moving forward, um, you're just going to get left in the dust. So it's, it's uh, in some ways, it's become just permission to play um, and where the competition is at. And, uh, we want to be on the front end, uh, driving that forward and have everybody else chasing us. I know when you talked about, uh, kind of your journey with the organization and starting out in the field, uh, especially as we got to, to that point of national, we had really only one client at that point, uh, thinking back to that point and then looking at, at, uh, at, as, as far ahead as, uh, 2020 and, and the year that that was, um, talk to us a little bit about maybe the, uh, the experience of, of adding more clients, uh, more diverse, uh, projects that we're working on, the type of business that we're, we're involved with today. And, and some of the things that, that, uh, as F FCP services continues to grow, um, what you're most excited about. Yeah, so I, I think looking, um, you know, back to where we started with a single client and we had focused uh, all of our efforts nationally just to support that client. I think we learned a lot of um, valuable lessons on how we, how we, as we did that focus, it gave us um, the ability to, to understand what does that client really need and how do we best support them. And I think that we took that mindset into all of our other clients. So whether it's how we set up and organized our crews, the type of equipment they needed, um, I think that there was a lot of valuable lessons that we took from that. Um, as an organization, um, we recognized uh, the risks of, of having all your eggs in one basket. And, and as we continue to grow and move forward, um, from a risk standpoint, we started to branch off into these, uh, to these other companies and uh and learned you know what do they need how do we best serve them and um brought those lessons learned into some of those other other areas as we continue to move forward as a business um and and largely there was um i think a a, a need in the market as the downturn happened uh back in 0708 and a lot of uh, organization had a lot of um management and and things were cut out there was more um, 
asked from the contractors, can you, can you do more services for us? Can you help us in more areas? So um, we've seen that a lot of our clients, they're, um, the, the teams that they had to support them in the, in, uh, in the past uh, were reduced down and just there was a lot more work that was, that was put on their plate to handle. So for us, it was a focus on how do we make our customers' lives easier? What are the things that we can do to help them? And they were really looking for people that could uh, that could take on more and do just more than just paint. So that's where we uh, started to branch off, take on those more uh, more of those services. And uh, as as we've moved forward and transformed the business um, uh, with our general contracting side and and being able to support the our customers from that from that angle, just leveraging um, the support with our teams and members uh, with the same with the same mindset on how we serve our customers um, and just growing into those different areas um, with those same principles in place. Uh, I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit because it, 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 uh, it caught my attention when you were talking about kind of the journey that you, you've, you've described uh, as we've added more clients and more complexity. Is there one project mm-hmm. or maybe one, uh, uh, one experience that stands out to you uh, as as one of the more unique projects that we that we've uh, worked on and that you were a part of, yeah, I would. Uh, there's actually a, I would say a lot of projects that you know as you as you go into uh, different areas and and something you're learning something new um, or 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 uh, taking on something that that I personally might not be the expert in. Um, and, and members on the team, um, you know, we have, uh, the experience on the team that's doing it. So I guess for me, um, you know, one, one project I would just say maybe just recently would be, uh, we did the, the Terranea resort, uh, down in California and it's, uh, just, the how, how large, uh, of a project that was and, uh, operating many teams. Um, in there to support that, uh, there's there's a lot of complexity, um, you know, within that, uh, and having uh, so many people in one in one project, one site, and doing the level and quality um, that that you know we promise to deliver with them. So I think tying all those uh, complexities together and having a successful project um, at the end of the day, um, I think for me. Um, just showed, uh, you know, where some of our teams were at and, uh, and, and how they were able to step up and deliver, um, you know, to the, to the client in just a, in a challenging year of 2020. So there was a lot of hoops that, that everyone had to jump through, but I think just collectively seeing, um, the team rise to that occasion, um, I guess, uh, for me just showed the, the, the strength of the business and, uh, and where we're at today. Uh, speaking of of 2020 and the uniqueness, everybody was impacted by uh, COVID in, in in 2020, and still today we're we're obviously feeling the impact of that. Uh, talk to us a little bit about uh, maybe what you learned uh, throughout go- getting through uh, 2020 and enduring uh, the challenges that were there. Some of the lessons that you took from that. Yeah, so I would I would say one um, thing is to to make sure that you're just not um, caught up in the fear and you don't let fear hold you back. So I think everybody was in that situation where there's a lot of unknowns. 
you don't know what's going to happen uh, next week or the or the week after or maybe even tomorrow um, with it. And as things are changing, I think um, really stepping back, um, assessing the situation, where are we at, what's going on, what can we do about it, and I think really trying to focus on the things that we can control. And for me, that was a big lesson learned is um, just don't get caught up in the fear and focus on the things that you can control. And, uh, and, and, and I think keeping, uh, um, more communication was needed during those times. And, and as always, so I think just making sure everybody understood where we, where we were at as a company, um, how we're doing and, um, so that everybody on the team was informed and, and rowing in the same direction so we could meet the challenges that were in front of us. So, um, those are, those would be a few lessons, I guess, that I would, uh, take away from that. Talk to us a little bit about some of the tri- tips or tricks that you've learned to keep yourself uh, from getting burned out and uh, and your team as well. Yeah, so I, I think one thing for me is is stepping back and and just reflecting on what you're doing, um, what your team's doing, where you're going, and making sure that we are focusing our time and efforts on the most important things and the priorities. So. I think assessing um, our goals and our and our plan, and then building out our priorities uh, for yourself and your teams to make sure that you're um, you're moving in the in the right direction. Um, I think just forcing yourself to take that time to do it is is absolutely critical. Um, the other part for me that's uh, really important is just to understand like why are you doing what you're doing. So I think your purpose. Um, and motivations as you're going through there. When times get tough, uh, you're gonna dig. You're gonna dig down, and, and you're gonna keep moving forward because you you have that passion, you have that purpose, and and as the challenges and roadblocks come up, uh, you're gonna find out ways to get get over them and get around them. So I think it's really important to to make sure that you have um, your purpose and the reasons why you're doing what you're doing. Um, and, and really understand those because when times get tough, that's when you need to lean on those. When you think about uh, the future, and we obviously don't know where the business is necessarily going to go. I think if, if all of us were honest, uh, if we look back 10 years uh, to where the company was, to where it is today, I'm not sure any of us would necessarily say, yeah, I could picture that. Um, but when you think about what gets you most excited about what's ahead for the business, what are some of those things that uh, that you look forward to the most? Yeah, I guess what gets me really excited is the, uh, yeah, it's just, I think we have it built into uh, to our purpose, build a great company with great people with unlimited opportunities. So I think what we have um, put together and the, and the people we have as part of this organization and the culture um, I firmly believe that that uh, we have unlimited potential, and I think for me, what's exciting is is where can we go and what can we um, take on the opportunities to uh, to grow into new areas. And like you said, I, there there can be things that are going to come up in the future that we're not even thinking about right now. So for me, that's really exciting to see you know where we can grow. Um, and and another you know huge part for me that's always been um, a big driver is just that. That opportunity, um, you know, not only for myself but the rest in the organization. So I think having um, just uh, having that path forward. So if others want to come and be a part of of what we're doing and have that path forward and help us grow, um, if they want it, I want to have those opportunities available. So 
they can have a path forward. And I think really supporting um, the growth in people and see people grow and do things that maybe they didn't even think they were uh, capable of doing, I think is really exciting. Um, and, and having a, a, a positive impact with them and our clients. So I think the better we can, uh, we can take care of our people and help them grow and become the best versions of themselves. Um, that's going to translate into, uh, and how we take care of our customers. I know you mentioned earlier in the conversation, and I think it's a good place to kind of, of uh, wrap up the conversation today is as a values-based organization, we, we know that it's not easy uh, to run an organization that way, uh, to lead that way. And we know it's not for everybody. So what's the message you have for maybe another organization out there? Let's say that there's a CEO or a, a leadership team listening to this right now, and they're thinking about uh, taking a journey like this. What are, what's your recommendation to them or what's your message to those companies that want to build their company around their culture? Yeah. So for me, the, as you said, it's, it's a lot of hard work and it's, it's not, it doesn't, uh, you can't just put it on the wall and, and it's just going to happen. So I think for me, it starts at the top and you have to want to, you have to be fully committed to it and saying, here's what we're going to do. And I believe in the long term that's what's going to win. So I think the culture is going to, um, you know, beat the, they say culture will eat uh, strategy for lunch. And I think that's, what's going to win um, in the end. And I think once you get to the other side of it and, and I just envision, uh, I always just try to think about the future. Like, why wouldn't you want to be a part of something that embodies those values? Like, do you want to be a part of something that's, um, that's not going to be operating that way. Like, yeah, sure. You're going to maybe you're going to make some money um, and you're going to do some of those things, but are you going to enjoy it? Are you going to be happy? Are you going to be proud of what you built? Are you going to have the impact on people that you want to have? Are you going to have the impact on your customers that you want to have? And I think that's where uh, really digging in and, um, and being committed to that, that values based organization, um, if that's what, if that's what you want to do, I think you got to just think about the future and say, is this what you want? And if you do, then, then you're going to be willing to do the hard work that, that you're going to need to commit to get there, but it'll be worth it in the end. Oh, I appreciate it. Robert, thank you so much for spending the time with us today, telling your journey about, uh, your experience with FCP services, talking about, uh, who we are, what we're all about. Uh, for those of you who want more information about uh, FCP services, please go to our website at fcpservices.com. Uh, there's a ton of information there on our website about uh, the markets we serve, the, the type of work that we do, and of course, our culture, uh, which is, is what we believe is most important for our success here at FCP Services today and into the future. Again, Robert, thank you so much for being a part of the conversation today. And, and uh, I hope that, uh, that what your, uh, you vision for the organization uh, continues to be something that we, we can all support and drive forward with. Thanks, John. Appreciate it. I hope that you've been encouraged by our conversation today. To continue in that encouragement, rate us, review us, and subscribe to this podcast so you can join us on the journey as we become a great company with great employees with unlimited opportunities. Until next time. Thanks for listening. To learn more, visit fcpservices.com. Until next time, remember, people drive growth.